0: trigger warning this podcast contains details from emotional abuse survivors welcome back to emotional abuse is real i'm your host serene Leeds, and i'm so glad you're here as always before we get started i just want to thank everyone who has listened subscribed shared rated and reviewed this podcast so far. This is a one woman production. So every single one of you is so appreciated. And on that note, here's a quick reminder to please follow me on Instagram at Serene leads rights. That's S A R E N E L E E D S W R I T E S and on Twitter at Serene leads. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to this podcast, as well as take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I'd also like to request that you share this podcast with your own social media networks, or just with anyone who you think might benefit from listening to these stories. We are a small but mighty audience, and every download, subscription, rating, review, and share helps this podcast reach more people every day. Today I'm going to share Susie's story with you. Susie is actually a dear friend of mine. We've known each other for a couple of years now, and we've bonded over numerous common interests. We're both journalists dedicated to sharing important stories. We're both moms. We both love the Beatles, and we both love the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But for the sake of her privacy, she is not appearing on the podcast, and I am using a pseudonym to tell her story. For the record, since we are Marvelous Mrs. Maisel fans, I am calling her, with her permission, Susie, after Alex Borstein's character, Susie Meyerson. This is also a good time for me to mention that if you are also a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel fan, I will be recapping the final season of this Prime Video series for Vulture.com starting this Friday, April 14th. So, like I said, if you're a fan, please head on over to Vulture after you've watched the new season's first three episodes, which drop on Friday, April 14th, and check out my recaps there. Anyway, back to Susie. Since Susie is a journalist in her own right, she's written her story down for me to narrate. So unlike previous episodes where I've inserted my own editorial commentary, this time around, I will be reading Susie's words verbatim and refraining from making my own observations. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, However, you will recognize a lot of familiar toxic patterns, the boyfriend's controlling and gaslighting behavior and his attempts to isolate Susie from her friends and family members. As someone who has known Susie for a while now, I just wanna say how proud I am of her for coming forward. Her life is now the antithesis of what it was when she was a teenager being emotionally abused by her boyfriend. Less than a decade after this horrible experience, Susie is married with a young daughter, a successful journalist and college instructor, and an inspiration to other aspiring professional writers. And I'm fortunate to call her my friend. So without further ado, here's Susie's story. 17 years old when I met the person who emotionally abused me for the entirety of our 15-month relationship. I admit that I was young and emotionally immature and incredibly vulnerable, but I now know that this boyfriend was demonstrating red flags right from the very start. He was unreasonably jealous of my best guy friend, even though I had set that friend up with my boyfriend's sister. My boyfriend also made me get rid of my social media accounts, a task that made my role as an aspiring journalist a lot harder. My boyfriend told me I could no longer be the manager for my high school baseball team because he didn't like the idea that I was spending time in a dugout full of guys. He also told me I couldn't go to the dream college I had worked so hard to enroll in because he was planning to attend a different school an hour away, and he didn't want to do what he described as, quote, long distance. He told me I couldn't go on my high school graduation trip to New York with my dad because he felt that if we weren't together, he would cheat on me. He also made this tit-for-tat stipulation because my family wouldn't let me go on a cruise outside of the country with his family. He manipulated me into sex, sexually assaulting and physically abusing me. When I told him I didn't want to sleep with him anymore because it wasn't aligning with my values, he argued with me over my decision. Way too often, I would come home crying with welts and rashes all over my body from stress. This was also the only time my face has ever constantly broken out. We ended up attending the same college together during our first semester. I slept over in his room nearly every night, but my roommate, seeing the red flags, would stress out and come check on me. I'd be scared to run into a male classmate on campus because if my boyfriend saw us talking, it wouldn't be good. He convinced me no one else would ever want me. He told me that if I killed myself, no one would miss me. I attempted suicide several times, but looking back, I know now that those abusive things he said to me weren't true. When my uncle was dying of cancer, my boyfriend complained we were spending too much time with my family. The last holiday I could have spent with my uncle, I didn't. The last day I could have spent with my uncle, I didn't. When I cried over my uncle dying, my boyfriend tried to convince me that it wasn't possible for me to actually miss him. Then he tried to leave me the night of my uncle's funeral. He continued to berate me, beat me down, told me I was worthless. He tried to act like I was stupid. And finally, just one day, I couldn't take it anymore. So I plotted our breakup. I told him I was going back on social media because I needed it as a journalist and because I regretted leaving in the first place just to assuage his insecurities. But it worked and he texted me that it was over and a sigh of relief came out. I had never felt so good getting away from someone. Looking back now at almost 26 years old, I think back to before I met him. Did I regularly have anxiety like I do now? Did my depression stem from his abuse? Did I consistently feel suicidal like I have over the last eight years or did he plant that seed for the rest of my life? Thankfully I can still laugh at the meme that says who is the worst person you've ever met and why is it the guy you dated when you were 19? He was the worst person I've I've met and each day without him is a day better than before. Today, I'm happy as an accomplished journalist and college instructor, a mom to a beautiful girl and a wife to a husband who nurtures us and talks me through my trauma. But this isn't everyone's story. Not everyone gets this lucky. And for those who didn't get their dream life post-trauma and for those who are still going through it, know I feel for you and hurt for you. And I do encourage you to seek out help. It feels lonely at first, but lonely is better than abused. Thank you once again for listening to Susie's story on emotional abuse is real. And thank you Susie for sharing your story with me. If you would like to share your emotional abuse story here on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out at hello at sereneleads.com, that's H E L L O at S A R E N E L E E D S.com, or through Instagram at Serene Leads Rights. Please note that this podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional mental health services. If you are a victim of emotional abuse and need help, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988 or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and I'll see you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.